Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Two Beards talking right here on Anchor.fm. I am Daniel Sanders. And I am Sterling Archer, a.k.a. Matt Lassiter. Codename Duchess. God damn it. <laughs> I knew you were going to fucking throw my code name in there. You got to throw the code name in there, man. I don't like the code name. I don't like it. Or the code name, even. Either one of those names, I don't <laughs> like them. Is the alcohol getting to you already? Not quite. Although, uh, I am enjoying the uh, the drink. It is a very good drink. I mean, we're, we're not drinking. Yeah, that's not a thing we do. No. Ever. No. I mean, we kind of had to. It's celebratory. I mean, it would have tasted better earlier. Yes, around your new fire pit that we just dug and built. Yeah, and it only took like less, way less fucking time than I thought it was going to. Well, you know, it definitely helped having all of the proper tools. I'd have done it with a sledgehammer and not gave a fuck. Um, you know, getting the tamper and the rubber mallet so you don't actually break the fucking bricks. I was doing pretty good with the baby sledge. Until you broke one of the corners off the brick. I did that with the mallet, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I did that with the mallet. I'm pretty sure no, you did that because with the sledge. I put the first two bricks down and you're like, hey, let's go get the tamper and the rubber mallet from my house. And I was like, all right, cool. So we took the bricks out. Went and got the shit, come back, put the bricks back, and I was pounding on that fucking brick with the mallet, and it said, blink, and I was like, well, goddamn, I did it with a rubber mallet. Well, it, you'd probably already fractured it with the fucking sledge. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, did not take a whole lot of time. No, it was like an hour and a half, maybe. And, yes, we have a fully functioning fire pit now in your backyard. Yeah, and we start, what time did we start that fire? About 7 o'clock? Uh, give or take-ish. Yeah, and had very little wood, and I was able to sit out there until fucking almost 9.30. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty nice. I enjoyed it. Would have been better with beer. <clears throat> yeah. That, that, yeah. Uh, that makes fun. Any form of alcohol. Yeah, I would have taken these, too. These are good. Yeah, yeah, they are. We're drinking a Sawgrass Splash, by the way. Yeah, very good. I, I recommend it. Um, the the staple of TPC Sawgrass down in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. Yeah. Right outside of Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. I, uh, I, the I, home I, of the Players' Championship. I definitely, th- there, there are two mixed drinks I, rec- I recommend, and uh, this is one of them. The other one is the other one that I made you. Yeah, the Scarlet O'Hara. <laughs> well, that's not true. Three, because I like a Grateful Dead, too. Yeah, Grateful Dead is all right, but it's got to be mixed right. Yeah, if you fuck the Grateful Dead up, it tastes like shit. It's it's, it's like a Long Island iced tea. Yeah, but if you get a good bartender, you're going to get a good Grateful Dead. Oh, absolutely. And those are That was the first mixed drink I ever had, was a Grateful Dead. Yeah. Because normally I just was like, hey, let me get a shot. Yeah. Hey, let me get a beer. That's yeah, me. that's pretty much what I do. I'm not much for a mixed drink when I'm at the bar. I'm, 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 I'm beer and whiskey. Yeah, and then, uh, actually, I, I, the first time I ever had it was at Ruby Tuesday in Fort Payne when uh, when old Ricky worked there. Oh, yeah. And she was like, hey, let me make you a Grateful Dead. And I was like, what in the fuck is that? And she was like, oh, I'll make it for you. So she made it. I drank it, and I was good. that was good. And then her ex-husband, who was her husband at the time, showed up and was like, hey, make him a pit bull on crack, which is a four fucking shot. It's, it's, it's four different liquors in one shot. It's a two and a half ounce shot. And, uh, yeah, about four of those will fuck your world. Well, I remember when I was stationed at Lejeune, we took this guy out for his 21st birthday. Well, when I say we, I mean, it was a couple of uh, Motor T guys. And they'd taken a guy out for his uh, 21st birthday. 
And I just so happened to be at the same restaurant that they were eating at. And, you know, I asked them what was going on and everything. Oh, yeah, we brought so-and-so out for his uh, 21st birthday. And, you know, we were going to buy him dinner and a couple of drinks to celebrate. Oh, no, 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 (laughs) no. We're in an infantry unit. (laughs) We're going to celebrate properly. (laughs) We're going to a titty bar. Well, yeah, and not to mention, I don't know how many of you know the rules. The rules of your 21st birthday is your friends are supposed to take you out drinking. You drink for free all night. But you drink whatever the fuck I put in front of you. Oh, yeah. Those are the fucking rules. Yeah. And, you know, if you do it properly, you're not supposed to remember your 21st birthday. And I don't. I don't remember my 21st. Actually, yeah, I do. I remember it because the day I turned 21 was the day that we left going on my second deployment to Iraq. Yeah, so you couldn't get fucking trashed. Oh, no, my friend still got me fucking trashed. And that was the worst fucking plane ride I've ever been on. Yeah. But uh, I, d- I don't remember my 21st birthday. I don't remember my 22nd through 26th either, if that makes any difference. I don't remember Dirty 30. Oh, do I remember 30? Yeah, I remember 30. I don't remember Dirty 30. Uh, so anyways, we we take this guy out to a strip club there in Jacksonville, one of the many. And as a matter of fact, I'll even say it too, because I don't even know if it's still there or not. Might might be, still be a... Adult entertainment establishment and just change names. Not while I'm pouring. Dead silence while we pour. Continue. Okay. (laughs) I was expecting that to be a little bit more dramatic. I didn't want to put the mic right next to the spigot. Why not? (laughs) Because that would have sounded like I was pissing in a glass. Meh. That's what it sounded like earlier. So uh, we we took the guy out to La Mirage. And of all of the adult entertainment establishments in Jacksonville, North Carolina, this one is probably the quote-unquote classiest. Um, High-quality strippers. (laughs) No bullet wounds in this place. (laughs) And I was underage at the time, so I volunteered to be the D.D., that sucks. No, no, because the deal was I was going to DD, but they had to pay for my fucking way into the club and my lap dances and all that shit. So it worked out. Yeah, that kind of worked out. Um, and I remember I walked up to the bar and I asked the bartender, what is the strongest shot you have? Now, this was before the days of smartphones and all that other shit. So she actually had a Rolodex of drink recipes. Nice. And she's flipping through it. And she goes, how about a DUI? I was like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm the DD. I'm not drinking. She said, no, it's a drink called a DUI. I want three. And I was like, uh, what's in it? And it was like uh, Jaeger, Southern Comfort, and the Three Wise Men. Noise. <laughs> and I was like, yep, send one over to them. <laughs> oh, yeah. So by the time we got done... He had, for dinner, he'd had two beers and a shot of surfer on acid. And then at the strip club, he'd had probably another eight or ten beers. And I think five or six shots of DUI and a few other drinks that the other guys got for him. Yeah, those are good times. We're driving back to the base. Like I said, I'm the DD. And I hear one of the guys in the back seat with him. He's got a freaking uh, big gulp cup 
from the gas station. <laughs> and he does the Wayne's World thing. Hey, if you're going to spew, spew into this. Yeah, that's not happening. Now, granted, it's not my vehicle, so I really don't care. But at the same time, I also don't want to ride back with it in the car. So I'm like, dude, if he's going to fucking puke, I'm pulling over. Well, we make it to the front gate. I've got everybody's IDs. And gate guard stops us. And, oh, God, the fucking car reeks of alcohol. As it should. As it should. (laughs) Well, I hand him the IDs. And he's asking, because, you know, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Where are you boys coming from? Oh, you know, La Mirage, we were out. And then I hear the back window roll down. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, all over the side of the car, the 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 street and it's all and, and the gate guard is like what the fuck like, yeah it was his 21st birthday we took him out to celebrate i'm the dd and he's like and he hands me back the ids and he goes to wave me through and then it happens again and he just oh god just get him the fuck out of here just go and as i'm pulling away i can hear him yelling it's all over my fucking boots shouldn't be so close <laughs> to the car <laughs> You know what Marines do. He was a Marine. He should have. You were there <laughs> at one point in your career. So, uh, yeah. Um, we definitely had to leave somebody with him <laughs> overnight uh, to make sure that he didn't die of alcohol poisoning or asphyxiate on his vomit or anything. Yeah. But yeah, that was a good time. I think the drunkest I ever got that I can remember was at a, in a little place in Scottsboro called the Tavern. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I decided to go out drinking. Uh, actually, you had a bunch of people from work when I worked at Maples. We all went out drinking. And by the time they get there, they were they were serving pitchers of beer. Like, you get a pitcher of PBR for three bucks. Yeah. So I was like, uh, yeah, thank you. So I was like four pitchers deep by the time they showed up. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, guys, let's drink some beer. And they're like, well, let's do shots. Also a good idea. <laughs> so we're hanging out. We're drinking. I'm not really drunk yet because it takes a lot to get me drunk because, hi, I'm Irish. And uh, and you're also heavy. Yeah, but mostly the Irish thing, I think. <laughs> because I've seen some big guys get drunk really quick. Oh, I have to. So I think it's mostly the whole Irish slash Native American in me that just uh, can uh, really handle the alcohol. So uh this chick that i was hanging out with that night she's like well I- i'm gonna go home and she'd had like four or five liquid marijuanas and i was like all right well see you later and i walked her out to her car with her friend and i come back in and i was like all right let's start the real fucking drinking now that the women are gone <laughs> and i shit you not i probably did back to back like 12 hours car bombs oh god which are six dollars a piece by the way jesus so i dropped some fucking money on some irish car bombs and i was so drunk and then had to, like, I don't encourage this, but I needed to sober up to drive home. And I was at the tavern. You know where that's at. Yeah. Or where it used to be. Yeah. Well, right down the road from that is the Huddle House. Right. So I was like, all right, guys, we got to migrate this party to the Huddle House. Because I got to be sober enough to drive up a mountain. <laughs> so we got to the Huddle House, and I was like, all right, let me order my food. Ordered my food drunk as fuck. And was sitting there waiting on my food, and I was like, yeah, yep, it's about to happen. Got up, (laughs) went into the bathroom, fucking just puked my guts 
I left my soul on the floor. <laughs> Come back out, smashed that burger and fries, completely sober, drove home. <laughs> that was a good night. Oh, man. So like we always do at the start of every show here at Two Beards Talking, we want to give a big shout out to the troops, to the men and women serving overseas and on the home front. We appreciate everything y'all are doing for us. Keep up the good work. Come home safe. We're all rooting for you here back home. Yeah, I made you wait for it just time. <laughs> 30 minutes in. That's the start of every show. Uh, Close. 12 minutes. Damn. <laughs> Google. 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 Fuckers. Good old Google. It's a good search engine. It is. Uh, that's about all I like about it. <laughs> yeah, I like Gmail. Well, there's an antitrust suit against Google right now. Well, they're a goddamn monopoly, so fuck them. Um, and I have this uh, have this article pulled up from the New York Times here. Uh, it says, The Justice Department sued Google on Tuesday, accusing the company of illegally abusing its dominance in internet search in ways that harm competitors and consumers. First and foremost, Justice Department, if you search two beards talking on Google, we're at the very top, we're on the very front of the fucking page, so knock it the fuck off. Yeah, quit fucking with our shit. Like everybody else, I don't care, but <laughs> don't fuck with our shit. The suit is the first antitrust action against the company owned by Alphabet to result from investigations by the Justice Department, Congress, and 50 states and territories. Ooh, sucks to be Google. State attorneys general and federal officials have also been investigating Google's behavior in the market for online advertising. And a group of states is exploring a broader search case against Google. Uh-oh. Not a good time to be Google. No, it's really not. Now, what is really happening here? Well, this is one step against a single company. But it also is a response to the policy questions of what measures, if any, should be taken to curb today's tech giants, which hold the power to shape markets, communication, and even public opinion. So it sounds like this has kind of fallen in line with the whole uh, Twitter, Facebook thing with the uh, the Hunter Biden shit. Yeah, well, I mean, Google also owns YouTube. Well, yeah. yeah. And there is one specific name. I don't even know the name, because but there's a specific name that if you say it in a YouTube video, you get banned outright. Really? Yeah, I don't know the name. I just know that because I only know that because Tim Pool talks about it all the time and I watch his videos like religiously and he was talking to me he's like there's a specific name that if I say it on YouTube I will get banned. And I was like, "Well, fuck. That kind of sucks." Is it Momo? No, I, I want to find the name now though. Well, you search for the name. I'm going to continue reading this article. Go for it. Um politics have steered the timing and shape of this suit. Attorney General William P. Barr wanted to move quickly to take action before the election, making good on President Trump's pledge to take on big tech. Eleven states have joined the suit. Now, this is a monopoly defense case. The government says Google is illegally protecting its dominant position in the market for search and search advertising with the deals it has struck with companies like Apple. Google pays Apple billions of dollars a year to have its search engine set as the default option on iPhones and other devices. Well, I mean, that's just... What's what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, capitalism? Uh, it's not really Well, capital. not really capitalism. Um, that's just good marketing. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> if I've got the money to pay for this shit, 
yeah. You know, that's kind of how Walmart got to be so fucking big. They had the fucking money. Is it ethical? Maybe not. You know, really alike businesses, I feel like, should be working together instead of against one another. Um, but, you know, that's how it works in a capitalist society. Um, you know, businesses are in it for the money. That's how it works. The Justice Department is also challenging contracts Google has with smartphone makers that use Google's Android operating system, requiring them to install its search engine as the default. Well, plain and simple, if I have an operating system for a phone and you want to install it on your phone, then, yeah, my shit is going to be the proprietary shit on there. And I have discovered, I don't know the name, uh, I don't feel like digging for the name, but the name actually is of, is of the person, the whistleblower for the Ukraine stuff that got, that led to Trump's, uh, almost impeachment. Really? Can't say it. They didn't want you to release the name. Hmm. I don't know why they didn't want people to release the name, Hmm. but you can't say it on YouTube. You can't say it on Facebook. The Justice Department uh, also investigated Google's behavior and acquisitions in the overall market for digital advertising, which includes search, web display, and video ads. Online advertising was the source of virtually virtually all of Alphabet's $34 billion in profit last year. But the search case is more straightforward, giving the government its best chance to win. To prevail, the Justice Department has to show two things, that Google is dominant in search— which it is. Yeah. And that it deals with Apple and other companies hobble. Comp- uh, d- did they write that correctly? And that it deals with Apple and other companies hobble competition in the search market. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What will be Google's defense? Oopsie poopsie. <laughs> in short, we're not dominant and competition on the internet is just one click away. True, it is one click away, but yeah, you're the fucking dominant search engine. You're what everybody uses. Well, yeah, I mean, nobody says, hey, uh, I want to know what this is. Oh, Bing it. Or Yahoo it. Yeah, no. It, or you, Ask Jeeves. Yeah, no, or it's just Ask. Or, or yeah, it's just Ask now. It used yeah, to be Ask Jeeves. Yeah, no, it's Google it. If you want to know something, hey, just, just Google this. Yeah. No one says Bing it or Yahoo it or Ask it. That's. No, yeah, no, that's never been a thing. Not since Google was created. You know, I don't know what this direction. I don't know what the recipe is for this. I'm going to Google it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I want to look up something about this, 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 and this. Oh, I'm I'm going to Google it. Well, for one, that's because anytime you top something into Bing, it's just a lawless wasteland over there. Yeah, you get fucking nothing but tragedy. It's it's, it's scary. That is the essence of recent testimony in Congress by Google executives. Google's share of the search market in the United States is about 80%. I'd say that's pretty dominant. Uh, I'd say that's actually lowballing it. <laughs> but looking only at the market for general search, the company says, is myopic. Nearly half of online shopping searches, it notes, begin on Amazon. Um, yeah, because, uh, I'm not going to online shop from Google. I'm going to go to Amazon because they probably have it. Yeah. Yeah. Dickheads. Weak defense. Now, if Amazon doesn't have it, then where am I going from there? 
Google so I can see who does have it. Yeah, because you type it in and then you click shopping. There's yeah. a whole shopping tab. Next, Google says the deals the just department Justice Department is citing are entirely legal. Such company-to-company deals violate antitrust law only if they can be shown to exclude competition. Users can freely switch to other search engines, like Microsoft's Bing or Yahoo Search, anytime they want, Google insists. Its search service, Google says, is the runaway market leader because people prefer it. I don't prefer it. It's just, it's on the phone. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's already there. <laughs> like, literally. I mean, I can't, da- I'm, well, I've never looked for one, but, you know, a Bing widget for my phone. Well, I mean, it, <laughs> as soon as I hit Safari on my iPhone and it brings up the webpage, I have Apple, Bing, Google, and Yahoo. Right. I'm going to click Google. Yeah. Like, no one's going to be like, oh, I think I'll use Bing. No, you're going to click Google. Now, granted, I see what you're saying. We have the option to click others, but you've kind of monopolized the market. Yeah, you kind of have. You're, you're, you are the Walmart of search engines. I'd say they're the Sam's Club of search engines. Uh, Walmart, Sam's Club, same difference. Now, you ever been to a Sam's Club? They're way different than Walmart. It's way better. It's they're the same fucking company except buy in bulk, dude. So much cool shit. Fucking <laughs> Sam's Club. I fucking love Sam's Club. I have a membership card. Now, what is the consumer harm when Google search service is free? Uh, you're leftist dickheads, and I don't like you. Well, consumer harm, the government argues, can result <laughs> in several ways. Less competition in a market means less innovation and less consumer choice in the long run. That, in theory, could close the market to rivals that collect less data for targeted advertising than Google. Enhanced privacy, for example, would be a consumer benefit. Well, also, also, let's look at it this way. You are the largest search engine out there. Let's say you get pissed off at uh, little old two beards talking. You can suppress our content. Yes. Let's say you get pissed off at uh, Donald Trump, which you pretty much stay pissed off at Donald Trump. Yeah. You can suppress anything he says. Yes. So that's the harm. You can suppress people, and you have the power to do that. Mm-hmm. And no one thinks, oh, I'll go to Bing and look it up. They just assume if you can't find it on Google, it don't exist. Right. So that's the harm. Yeah. Goods that are free to consumers are not exempt from antitrust oversight. In the landmark Microsoft case of the late 1990s, the software giant bundled its web browser for free into its dominant Windows operating system. Microsoft lost because, using restrictive contracts, it bullied personal computer makers and others to try to prevent them from offering competing web browser software, competition that could have undermined the Windows monopoly. (laughs) That's horseshit. The first thing I did when I bought a computer was download anything other than Internet Explorer. Yeah. Fucking anything. Firefox. Give me any fucking thing else. So what happens next? Unless the government and Google reach a settlement, they're headed to court. Hell yeah. Trials and appeals in such cases can take years. Boo. Whatever the outcome, one thing is certain. Google will face continued scrutiny for a long time. A long, long time. In a galaxy far away? Yes. Naboo was under an attack. And I thought me and Qui-Gon Jinn could talk the Federation in to maybe cutting them a little slack. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you knew where I was going. <laughs> Thank you, Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're a good man. So on to the next story. No segue. Fuck it. Moving right along. Yeah, I like it. At Conceptual James on Twitter. Uh, he didn't He didn't cause the ruckus. He didn't cause the ruckus. He just shared the ruckus. He's he's letting us know of the ruckus. He's a good man, even though he's a liberal. I like him. He, tw- he tweeted this link, and he shared what appears to be a blown-up script from this link. And he writes, frankly, going to unhappily vote Republican, including Trump, until the left walks this shit all the way back. Now let me tell you about the shit that he's referring to. This screen grab that he shared is from an article on newrepublic.com. And it reads, The American left should work toward abolishing the Constitution someday, either for a new document or a new democratic order without a written Constitution. I don't like it. <clears throat> I don't like it at all. Well, you see, here's the thing that people seem to forget about our we we are a constitutional republic. That is what our government is based off of. We are a constitutional republic. This is how shit in a democracy works. Constitutional republic. There's no, a- no, I'm saying this is how shit in a democracy works. I get a new bicycle. I like my new bicycle. You and your friends decide y'all want the bicycle. As the majority, y'all have the right to take my bicycle. Yes. But you have a shotgun, and that's called the minority vote. (laughs) We're we're not in a swing state. That don't work. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, that is how the democracy works. The democracy is majority rules. It is mob rule. Yes, mob rule. Mob rule, majority rule, same difference. Yeah. If uh, well, uh, I, the way I, my favorite way I've heard democracy explained is democracy is two wolves, uh, and a sheep arguing over what's for dinner. Yeah, that's the best way I've ever heard. That that is literally what democracy is. Now, and and the the best way I've heard uh you know, rep- representative republic is now you give the sheep a gun. Do you mean constitutional republic? It's representative republic. Constitutional representative, whatever. Okay. But, uh, yeah, and but now you give the sheep a gun. And that's how, that's the best way I've heard representative republic or constitutional republic defined. Yeah. Is now the sheep has a way to defend itself against majority rule. Plain and simple, if this country were based entirely 100% off of democracy, it would not be the United States of America. It would be the United States of New York, Florida, Texas, and California. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but the, the overreaching issue here would be the fact that uh, if they were able to get a new document, what do you think the first two things to go are? Uh, freedom of speech and right to bear arms. Yeah, those are the first two things. Boop, boop, you can count them gone. Yeah. And there would be all kinds of hate speech laws, which I don't think hate speech is a thing. Well, hate speech, I mean, 
Okay. Let's break this down again. We've talked about this on the show before. Hate speech. Give, give us an example of, quote-unquote, hate speech. Uh, to, to the average leftist, uh, you know, racist rhetoric would be hate speech. And, you know, to a certain degree, I would almost agree with that. Except for one problem. The free speech clause says that you can say whatever you want without consequence as long as you're not calling for violence. You can't scream fire in a crowded theater. You can't say, hey, let's go kill that motherfucker. Yeah. The leftist idea is I don't like him because of his skin color. Yeah, they, they say that's, that, that's hate speech to them. Well, actual hate speech would be I don't like him because of his skin color. Let's go lynch that motherfucker. That was oddly specific, but all right. But yeah, yeah, that would be hate speech. That would be actual hate speech. Yes, because there is a call to action in there. Yes. Uh, but they want to make it illegal for you to say, I don't like that motherfucker because of the skin color. Which I think people that don't like someone because of their skin color. You're is, just stupid. You're a fucking asshole. And, you know, you deserve to be kicked in the nuts. Call to action. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's hate speech. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Kick racist in the nuts. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> But well, that dictionary does cut both ways. <laughs> yeah, it does. But you should not take away people's right to be a fucking asshole. You, and actually, it kind of helps you. It does. If someone says something completely racist and assholeish, you go, "Well, well, now I know where you stand, and I should stay the fuck away from you." Yeah. So that helps. Yeah, it's it's a lot easier to out someone as being a racist when you can let them be openly racist. Yeah, like, it was really easy to tell who the Klansmen were in the 50s. They were all the people wearing the fucking white robes. Yeah. Point to one today. Bet you can't. Because you don't know who they are. Eh, probably. <laughs> but, yeah, you, you can't point to one today because you don't know who the fuck they are because they're afraid to show their face, which, you know, they should be. They should be afraid to show their fucking face. Well, but, you know, I read an article the other day about the KKK, which uh, really explains a lot of things, um, makes a lot of sense. Uh, do you know why the KKK wore the robes and the hoods and all that shit? Uh, they were trying to be ghosts? No, it was so you couldn't see their face. So when they were done with their rallies, they could go back to being your doctors and your lawyers and your police chiefs and all that other shit. Well, yeah. And they're still your doctors and your lawyers and your police chiefs. Yeah, they really are. So, I mean, there might not be millions of them, but they're still out there. And you uh, take away free speech, which takes away their ability to be fuckheads, which be like, because, I mean, let's if you go to a KKK rally. Let's say you've known uh, your doctor for 20 years. Right. And uh, for some reason, you you get a wild hair up your ass, and you're like, I'm going to go to this KKK rally and see what the fuck they're all about. And you hear a guy talking, and you're like, wait a minute. That sounds a lot like my fucking doctor. And then you, you go, well, and now that guy, he sounds a lot like the chief of police around here. Well, that's that's not good. And then you can out him and get him gone. Yeah. But no, you don't want that. <clears throat> no. 
So I'm going to get my bartender to pour my pour, pour me another drink here. And I'm on it. while he's doing that, I'm going to read this article that I have pulled up from the New Republic. The Constitution is is the Constitution is the crisis is the name of the article. Subline subtext under it says there's no reason why a rigged Supreme Court should have the final say on the law of our land. Drink, sir. Thank you, sir. It is an almost entirely foregone conclusion that Amy Coney Barrett will be seated on the Supreme Court, cementing a 6-3 conservative majority that will serve as an obstacle to Joe Biden's policy agenda should he and the Democratic Party win full control of the government in November. As everyone by now knows, that's a majority Biden and Democrats could conceivably do something about. Excuse me. Progressives have been pushing court packing for years at this point. It's one of the major items of a structural reform agenda that also includes eliminating the Senate filibuster and adding new states. In recent days, a number of more moderate voices have joined in, backing court packing as a strategy for rebalancing the judiciary specifically justified by Barrett's nomination. The most prominent members of this camp include Quinta Jurichik. Sure. Nailed it. We'll go with that. And Susan Hennessy of Lawfare, who wrote a piece for The Atlantic arguing that court packing an idea they had initially dismissed as institutionally corrosive and politically unserious, could force Republicans into making stabilizing concessions provided Democrats add just two justices capable of winning bipartisan support, preserving a 6-5 conservative majority. This would change the political environment from a situation in which one party routinely plays hardball and the other party gets rolled, to a situation in which both parties have an incentive to cooperate in order to avoid the disaster for an ever-expanding Supreme Court flipping back and forth between parties as power changes hands, they wrote. It also corrects the imbalance of a court stacked with Republican appointees, returning both parties to something closer to an even playing field. Joe Biden, no procedural radical himself, has notably refused to reject court packing outright as an option if Barrett is confirmed, despite having opposed the idea during the Democratic primary. All of this has incensed conservatives, few more so than National Review's Charles C.W. Cook, who contends that court packing would amount to an embrace of the authoritarianism Democrats have seen and decried in Donald Trump. (laughs) If the coverage of the Trump era has featured a prominent theme, it has been that destructive ideas must be countered before they take hold, regardless of whether they are again presented or likely to be brought to fruition when broached, he wrote. Irrespective of the era, there are few more destructive ideas than court packing, and none so keenly in need of ubiquitous condemnation. If so... Indignant conservatives are late to the game. As Arizona political analyst Hank Stevenson wrote, or I'm sorry, recently noted for Politico Politico magazine, at least 10 states have seen efforts, led mostly by Republicans, to change the size of their courts over the last 10 years. Additionally, the Supreme Court's size has been altered seven times in our history. Partisan politics influenced most of those occasions, including the very last change, when pro-Reconstruction Republicans 
who tried to shrink the court under Andrew Johnson, expanded it to the current nine seats under Republican President Ulysses S. Grant in 1869. I'm not going to read this entire fucking article, because um, this this individual is long fucking winded. Yeah. It's a pretty long one. But here's the screen grab on this article that... Uh, Mr. Conceptual James managed to pull off. The American left should work toward abolishing the Constitution someday, either for a new document or a new democratic order without a written Constitution. Yeah, that's not going to happen. No, it's, it's not. Probably ever. It does say here, if a new Constitution were written... It would be our third. Technically. It's not at all obvious why what the founders and framers thought and did should determine how we govern ourselves today. But for those who believe so, the fact that the Constitution is the second governing governing document they came up with and the means by which they did away with the first should have profound implications. No, because they don't know why they did away with the first. The Articles of Confederation, as we're all taught, really were unworkable. They established a disjointed country with a pitifully weak national government. But there was a process for amending them, and amending them was, in fact, what the Constitutional Convention was convened to do. It ultimately produced a radically new document. Per the Articles, even the slightest amendment would have to be unanimously approved before taking effect. Yeah, but they still don't grasp why they did away with the Articles of the Confederation. It was because it created a weak nation. We, under the Articles of the Confederation, did not have the ability to defend ourselves. It would have taken literally a unanimous vote to say, Hey, um, these British fuckers are here and they're shooting people. What are we going to do about it? It would have taken a unanimous vote to say, "Eh, we should probably kill these motherfuckers. Whereas uh, under the Constitution, it was more like, hey, the British showed up. Why aren't you shooting yet? Uh, Oh, okay. Gotcha. That's why we did away with it. It made a weak government, which I'm okay with a weak government, but it made a weak nation. You're okay with no government, you anarchist. Yeah, I really am. But it, it made a weak nation. It did not allow us to properly defend our borders. And so we got rid of that shit and got a better one. And you know what? It's worked for a little over 200 and some odd years. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, I'd say it has. I mean, let's see here. Let me do the math here. See how many years it's actually worked for. Do, do, do. Math and time. 232 years. Hmm. Going strong. And, uh, you know, that uh, Second Amendment was in there pretty quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was like right after, we, we right after that whole fighting for independence, they were like, yeah, you should probably have the, you know, the right to shoot at us if we ever do anything fuckheaded. And, you I know, mean, you know, it makes sense. And you know what? In 232 years, 
of the American government, with the exception of, like, I'd say maybe Kent State, the government hasn't done anything really fuckheaded enough to get shot at for. Yeah, yeah. Of course, if you're on the left, it would be, Trump, 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 shut the fuck up. Well, they keep saying that he's an authoritarian. In what way is he an authoritarian? What has he done that makes him so bad? Uh, cut lazy people's benefits, making them have to go get jobs? Um, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the welfare state anyways. Or anyway, as it were. Well, we're, we're, we're not going to get into that. I have my own personal feelings about that. Well, yeah, but I'm still not a huge fan of it anyway. <laughs> I mean, you know, there are certain aspects. Yeah. Should we take care of our own? Yes, we should. That's why we have food stamps. I'm cool with food stamps. I'm okay with it. Uh, certain people need a little help. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. But, you know, I, I love the fact that my mother used to be a cashier at a grocery store. Because I used to hear about this shit all the time where, uh, you know, a, as, as, I won't use the words that she used. Please don't. But a Hispanic family come in, you know, wife, husband, and their two kids, and they've got over $1,000 in food stamps. Yeah. When... The single mother with four kids right behind her has only got $300. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Uh, it's it's gaming the system, man. If you know how to game the system, you can get what you want out of it. it you know, I wish we could go back to the days like it was when welfare was first started. Yeah. You know, welfare of government money. That, that is taxpayer-subsidized money. True. So, you're drawing, technically, a government check for welfare. Well, back when welfare was first founded, if you won, if you wanted welfare, goddammit, you were going to fucking work for it. Didn't matter if you were sweeping the damn sidewalks. Yeah, I think that's the way it should be. I think, uh, like, like, government construction jobs should be welfare workers. Yeah. Like if you want to work on the if you need if the roads need to be fixed, all right. Well, you take all the people that are on welfare, send them out there and say, "Hey, we're going to teach you how to use this equipment, and you're going to make the roads. Uh, we're going to teach you how to do this. You're going to trim these trees." Yeah. For one, you're teaching people a usable skill. Yeah, that could get them off welfare. Yeah. But you know, you want to you want to be on welfare. All right, we're going to give you a mower. You're going to go out here and you're going to mow these medians. Yeah. There you go. Well, now you're learning how to run a tractor with a fucking mowing deck on the back. Yeah. That comes in handy later in the later rounds. You know, it's, and I agree with the idea uh, that um, people on welfare should be drug tested. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, with the exception of, like, everybody's like, you know, drug test for food stamps. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. But in that scenario, you're punishing the children for a parent's mistake. Well, I mean, really and truly, the parents are punishing the children. No, well, yes, but still, the the children are the ones that suffer. Because you're saying, okay, well, mommy and daddy are fuckheads, so you don't get to eat tonight. Well, no, it's not that. It's 
I mean, you know, <laughs> this is kind of a double-edged sword either way. Um, you know, you come in to apply for food stamps and you fucking pop on a piss test for meth or whatever. Well, now your kids are going into foster care. Yeah, but then you have that slippery slope of the fact that marijuana is still federally illegal. But I don't think marijuana should be illegal. I agree. So you pop on a piss test for marijuana. And that's on a state-by-state basis, really. And guess what? Kids are still going to foster care. Um, you know, in Alabama, yeah, that's that's the case. But, you know, in Colorado, you know, they sell it recreationally <laughs> in Colorado. Yeah, well, California, too, I believe. I think so. that... I th- oh, well, you have I, to get the medical card, but you can pretty I much show up and be there's... like, they're trying to get recreational, but you can get the medical card. I want, I want to say there's like six states in the country that have recreational possession now. I think it's, I know Colorado and Washington State are two of them. Uh, I don't know anybody else. But but in California, you can get the medical card and you can be like, which is really easy. You just show up to the doctor and go, hey, I have anxiety. And he goes, hey, you should smoke pot about it. Deal. Yeah. But, you know, it'd be nice if we could get it recreational in Alabama. Um, Or even just medicinal. Fuck that. Well, see, they tried in Alabama. Those slippery sons of bitches, they tried to get medicinal in fucking uh, Alabama. You know what the the, the catch was? If you get a a medical card for marijuana. Can't have a gun. You surrender your Second Amendment rights. Yep. And I was like, well, you can eat the fattest dick ever. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the thing about that. That's that's not happening. Um, so. Which, don't shoot guns while you're high on pot. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> or not drinking good. alcohol. Uh, I mean, yeah, I kind of done that. Both of them. But, <laughs> but still, uh, yeah, don't do it. It's, uh, it's a bad idea. Uh, people can get shot. Negligent discharges are things that can happen. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, don't play with guns when you have alcohol or uh, marijuana, mostly the alcohol. Alcohol is way worse than marijuana. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we <laughs> if you have any friends that are really far on the left and, you know, they start talking about uh, anything written on newrepublic.com. Just punch them in the face. Definitely keep an eye on them. They want to take your rights from you. That's what it is. They that, yeah. They want to rewrite the Constitution because under the Constitution, they can't win. <laughs> they can't do what they want. They can't be the authoritarian, totalitarian government they want to be. So they're like, well, if we can't win, we'll rig the system. Well, we're not going to let you. So try again, fuckers. Yep. Oh, that's enough of that stuff. Oh my God. What is Jeffrey Tubin doing? Um, just jacking it. Can I watch? Or is that weird? Uh, it's kind of weird. Is it? Yep. Good old Jeffrey Tubin. Just jacking it. Just jacking it. Or as the article referred to it. <laughs> I'm going to read the article. Yeah. You just hold your fucking horses. No, no, no. I wanted to say no, it. No, 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 no. I will give you the opportunity to say it. I will let you know. I will I will, I will. will point to you when I want you to say it, but you will get to say it. <laughs> Yay. And go. 
This is on BuzzFeed News. Vice was the first to break this story. Um, I'm surprised CNN wasn't the first to break it. <laughs> Happened during their Zoom call. I don't think CNN wanted to break it. <laughs> they might have been kind of okay with it. <laughs> Group Jeffrey Tubin, for those of you who don't know, um, he is he, he's an attorney. He is a analyst for CNN, um, a writer for the New Yorker, a lawyer. A, well, I said attorney. <laughs> he is the senior legal advisor, I do believe, for CNN. I believe that is correct. Well, <laughs> he was... Uh... I got a little extracurricular today. <laughs> I, just, I just love the way BuzzFeed has written this, this headline. You know, in the, in the wake of the pandemic, Zoom calls have become... Pretty popular yeah, Zoom. for business meetings. Uh, Zoom, Skype, FaceTime, whatever. Yeah, you know they've they've become the go to medium for interviews and business meetings, so on and so forth. Because you know social distance. Yeah, there's nothing more socially distant than being on a fucking virtual call. Yeah. Well, this article from BuzzFeed. The title is. Jeffrey Tubin can't be the only person masturbating on work Zoom calls. <laughs> he might not be, but he's the only one who got caught. <laughs> I mean, who among us, you know? Yeah. Yesterday was a fun day on media Twitter. Routinely the worst of all Twitter subcultures, except maybe leg-washing Twitter, which I decided we shall never speak of again after the end of this sentence. That's written in this article. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware. Yeah, but, you know, the listeners might not be. Earlier on Monday, Vice reported that writer and CNN legal analyst, legal analyst. You'll get it right someday. <laughs> I can't word. <laughs> There's too much blood in my alcohol system. It happens. <laughs> writer and CNN legal analyst Jeffrey Tubin had been suspended by the New Yorker for masturbating on a Zoom call that took place last week between New Yorker staffers and WNYC. According to Vice, the call was an election simulation featuring many of the New Yorker's biggest stars, including Jelani Cobb, Jane Mayer, Masha Gessen, playing Donald Trump, <laughs> All right. and Tubin standing in for the courts, among others. At one point, Tubin seemingly joined a secondary call, lowered his camera toward his penis, and allegedly, and I believe this is the technical term here, cranked it real good. <laughs> he left the call and then later returned, apparently unaware that colleagues caught the whole thing. You know, they were talking about doing they were doing an election scenario. Right. And he was playing the courts. Do you think he was alluding to the fact that the courts are going to try to fuck somebody? See, I think maybe he forgot his role and was trying to be Biden. I just think he was just suggesting that maybe the courts are going to fuck everybody. Maybe. I don't know. Because he cranked it real good. <laughs> Their words, not mine. I didn't write this shit. Tubin told Motherboard that he didn't know he was visible on the call while allegedly making mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
loathe as I am to relish someone else's mini scandal, this one is particularly tremendous. It has everything, a high-profile media person, his penis, a Zoom nightmare come to life, and an inexplicable election simulation that remains unexplained throughout all of this. I'm going with what I said. He was pretending the courts were going to fuck everybody. I <laughs> just seems like plausible. And what I love is they took um, <laughs> this guy Ryan Simmons, at R.Y. Simmons, took a, one of his Twitter screen grabs, and it says, the new game is to replace every New Yorker cartoon caption with Jeffrey Tubin took his dick out on a Zoom call. Yeah, yeah. And then he has a New Yorker cartoon that he tweeted, and at the bottom it says, Jeffrey Tubin took his dick out on a Zoom call. Yeah, that's, that's the new game. Well, yeah, we're going to start playing that game. You know, when I was uh, doing the Googling for this, uh, yeah, Google antitrust, fuck you. When I was doing the Googling for this here uh, story that we were going to cover, you know what one of the searches was? What's that? Jeffrey Tubin Zoom call video. People wanted to see this shit. Oh, my God. And I'm like, how fucking bad is your life that you want to see this motherfucker's dick? What is going on in America? Jesus. Bartender, fix me a drink. Would that I could. Might not work for you. You better turn that motherfucker. You better angle that some bitch. Nah, that's what Jeffrey Tubin said. <laughs> Most striking of all, though, is how bizarre it is that we haven't read a thousand stories like this during the pandemic. We're almost finished with our seventh full month of quarantine, a hellscape of endless Zoom happy hours. No one likes them, and I'm glad we all seem to agree at the same time month three to just cut it out and zoom work calls a lot of me not wearing pants and trying to figure out new ways to explain thank you sir why i can't go into another room to get a notebook i forgot because again i am usually not wearing pants you know i'll be honest i've done that before not on a zoom call yeah i was uh i was interviewing for a management position with a company and I had to record a video interview of myself. Um, so I had to download this app on my phone and then I had to, I would be presented with a question or a situation and I had to record myself responding to the answers or responding to the questions rather. And I'm sure you've seen the, uh, the commercial of uh, the woman and She's waiting on her husband to come outside, and she's got her two friends sitting there for their coffee time or whatever. And then the husband comes out, and he's grabbing the mugs off the shelf, and he's got his shirt on, and he's in his tidy whities And then he looks at her, and he says, I thought we were doing a Zoom call. <laughs> yeah. Well, because this was a job interview, <laughs> and I was recording a video, I had to be dressed appropriately. So I had on my dress shirt and I had on my tie and I was in my boxers. Yeah. Uh, fun fact. Uh, if you ever went to Northeast college and did a working degree, there is a, uh, there's a woman up there. I cannot remember her name. Sweet lady. Uh, she helped you. She would help you do your resume and she would get, man, she does excellent resume work. Right. And so she would also set up, uh, your, your a LinkedIn account for you. Right. So, if you ever are looking for somebody on LinkedIn that graduated from Northeast Alabama Community College, and it's a male, 
chances are, when you see their LinkedIn photo, they're going to be wearing a sports coat, a button-up shirt, and either jeans or a shorts under that. <laughs> <laughs> because you only got to be professional from the waist up because she photographs you at the desk. Right. So, that's, that's a little trick. <sighs> Haven't we all done something on a work call that, in normal circumstances, we'd never do during a meeting? No, can't say that I have. Let he without sin cast the first stone. The benefit of working from home is in the comfort to do whatever you want. All right. First stone coming in hot. <laughs> I've never pulled my dick out and started cranking it <laughs> while fucking people were like trying to talk about the news and shit. <laughs> Endless snacks without judgment. Cigarette breaks at your leisure. Real housewives on all goddamn day. What is going on in your house, dude? That's what I'm curious. You know, who the fuck wrote this? Let me go back up and see who wrote this. Yeah, what's that byline? Okay, yeah, it's a female. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, I retract my what the fuck's going on in your house statement. <laughs> Some of you, I'm sure, have turned your video off for a brief moment during a video conference to take a big, hearty pull off a joint and turned it back on when the smoke finally dissipated and your eyes look miraculously droopy. Um, First off... If you're in Colorado, fuck that. Let them know you're blazing. <laughs> I, of course, have never done this, as I am a good employee and have never done any drugs at all. Oh, that's an admission. <laughs> that is a sh- <laughs> drug test her now. She wrote in parentheses, my review is next week. Please be cool. <laughs> yeah, I drug test her now. She is high as fuck when she wrote this. <laughs> But it would be naive to think that most people aren't engaged in some fuckery during a work Zoom. That's the benefit of all this time working from home. The aberration in your the aberration in our routine allows for deviations in our day, which can include pleasure. <laughs> Self pleasure. <laughs> You're going to tell me you've never taken a quick three minutes midday to crank your hog, to mash your meat, to butter your own muffin, flick the bean. <laughs> There's so little joy left in our lives. Are we not at least owed the time to toot our own horns? Okay, so my question is, was the dude dry docking, or... We got any lube? Like, at this point, even olive oil would... Help me get that drawer on stuff. You know... I mean... I think the only way you're going to be able to find out is if you go and look for that video. Not doing it. Not doing it. You can check my Google search history right now. <laughs> you will not find that shit. You could, you could have opened an incognito tab. Oh, I like, I like where you're going with that, but nope, hasn't happened. Can't, can't do it. Nope. And I don't have a VPN either. Yet. I don't want, well, I kind of do kind of want a VPN. <laughs> not for that reason, just for, you know, reasons. But as our home lives and our work lives have fused more and more, it was inevitable that the cracks in our professional demeanors would start to show. The slow ebb of our professionalism is becoming visible in a hundred little ways. Bringing our pets to work calls. Showing up in loungewear and no makeup. Chewing on stale bread mindlessly during quarterly reports. Do we work from home or do we live at the office? Whatever the case, it was inevitable that someone might slip and let their colleagues witness them at their most primal. Hunched over their wiener, choking it frenetically, hoping their colleagues can't see them at their most crude. 
I don't know who this woman is, but like she her. paints a picture. I fucking like her. She might she might ride for BuzzFeed, and she might be a fucking liberal, but I fucking like her. Now, here's the thing. I would be more okay with, like, if he accidentally answered the Zoom call and he was railing his fucking wife. Like, that would be more understandable than fucking cranking one out. Does he got to do the psycho buff flex for him? Oh, yeah, dude, definitely. <laughs> if you get caught cranking it out, just flex on him. What are they going to do then? They're going to be like, well, fuck, he flexed on me. <laughs> Shit, we'll just uh, hang up, try again in about, uh, what do you say, 10 minutes? The details around Tubin's act only serve to heighten the tale. What in the fucking world is an election simulation? Is it a coincidence that simulation is very close to the word stimulation? I don't think it is. Will the tape of this event, <laughs> presumably recorded by WNYC, one day be released? God, I fucking hope not. If, during an election simulation, the courts start masturbating, what is that a metaphor for? <laughs> <laughs> you get, somebody's getting fucked. Could it mean that the election results will indeed be tossed to the courts? Does it mean that they won't have to decide the election and will thus have plenty of free time on their hands, meaning lots of time to put dicks in their hands? I like this woman. Does Jeffrey Tubin know the election results somehow, and has this given him some kind of clarity on the future, fusing his political foresight and all of his urgent sexual desires into one Zoom call? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Dude, I don't know what college she went to, but man, they taught her good. <laughs> Holy fuck balls. What erotica comes up for a law journalist by playing the SCOTUS? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've never once felt horny thinking about John Roberts. In fact, I worry that thinking about him too long may force my body to retract its more sensitive parts, sucking them up into my abdomen like a pink turtle hiding its hiding in its shell. Now, with that being said, though, <laughs> let's think about who's being confirmed right now. Right. Amy Comey Barrett. Right. She ain't exactly. Not, she's not a bad thing to look at. She she's attractive. Just saying. So maybe he was cranking it to the thought of uh, old Amy Comey Barrett. We don't know. Maybe he's a closet conservative masturbator. <laughs> you dick, you almost made me spit out my drink. <laughs> ah, damn, I almost got him. I will get you. <laughs> maybe this speaks volumes about where we are, where I am, in terms of global despair. It's a wretched thing to force a colleague into an unwanted sexual act. But in this context, replete with what sounds like a junior high play about the election, it's extraordinarily funny. <laughs> Historically, when men are caught with their pants down, there's often a woman involved who's not getting justice. Instead, she's foisted into a high-profile media cycle that destroys her life and reputation. Here, there's just the visual of an utterly exhausted New Yorker editor-in-chief, David Remnick, writing an email to his staff vaguely vaguely referencing an incident while saying nothing about anyone's penis. <laughs> an incident occurred. Nah, he was cranking it. <laughs> 
A Republican or Democrat commanding the one-eyed snake <laughs> might lead to a different election outcome, a disappointed and disaffected electorate, or even some harassment charges. Here, it's just an opportunity for me to go for me to Google masturbation synonyms for penises on a work computer. <laughs> all, they, you know, all they need to do is pull up that one fucking video of uh, you know what I'm talking about, Varsity Act, Blues. No, action figure therapy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we're old jungle, hundred yeah. names for a penis. <laughs> or they could, you know what? Jeffrey Tubin's new theme song. Yeah, well, you see, it seems last night. Yeah, you caught me spanking it. No use denying it. I was really cranking it. <laughs> Please, that was I, Stephen Lynch. I thought you were gonna just. I thought you were gonna start doing the salt and pepper thing. <laughs> to crank it real good. Wow. And that works, actually, so we'll be remixing that song later. Uh, album coming out early 2021. <sighs> crank it. Crank, crank it real good. <laughs> Ooh. And then we could just cover the Stephen Lynch song, Spanking It. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So we got a whole album. We're going to center a whole album around Jeffrey Tubin's uh, mishap. Yeah, the album will be called Crank. <laughs> yeah. One song will be about Hunter Biden and his addiction. Yeah, because crank. <laughs> and everything else is going to be about Jeffrey Tubin and cranking it. And 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 Jeffrey Tubin, Tubin. <laughs> yeah, just uh, going to town, firing off some knuckle children, mixing a batch, if you will. He's 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 having little fireman time. Yeah, you know. Ooh. <laughs> Every day that the news <coughs> makes us moan in mirth instead of groan in despair is a gift. <laughs> Take this gift while you can. Buy a webcam cover and learn to watch porn on your phone in private mode like all the teens are doing. You don't even need a webcam cover. Just get a piece of electrical tape. And that is actually a good tech security tip if you have an integrated webcam into your monitor. Take a piece of electrical tape. Tape it over the webcam and the microphone. The microphone's not that big a deal. Uh, it's not going to muffle it that much, but ma mostly the webcam because those are really easy to hack into. Yeah, yeah. And if I hack into your webcam, I now know what your house looks like. Yeah. Or I could do the whole creepy voyeur thing, but mostly people do it to like rob the fuck out of you. Yeah. Um, me personally, for uh, the webcams that we have to use for our upcoming video episodes that we're going to be doing again in the near future, um, I do actually have some sliding webcam covers that I bought at Walmart. It was a pack of four, and I think I paid like $2 for them. Yeah, just get one of those. Well, th I think the problem was they said he answered another Zoom call. So Allegedly... <laughs> So, if he allegedly answered another Zoom call, one could be, one could make the argument that he knew the person on the other line, and it was probably his wife, and he was like, yo, babe, this is for you when you get home. I mean, you're assuming that. I'm assuming his wife was at home, and it was somebody his wife didn't know about. I See, I'm trying not to, uh, I'm trying not to make him a complete ass wagon. Ass goblin. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm trying not to make him like an adulterer as well. It's bad enough he got caught fucking spanking it in Zoom. No, I'm trying to see, you know, maybe his wife was at work and she was like, I'm going to call him, see what he's doing, maybe. And he was like, yo, this is waiting for you at home. <coughs> and uh, 
didn't realize that everybody else at CNN was like, oh shit, that's a cock. That is a, that is a whole cock. Well, that's the thing. It wasn't a work call with CNN. It was with the New Yorker. Oh, even worse. Even worse. And WNYC. Oh, even worse. Yeah. Uh, which I'm, I'm assuming cock because, you know, as uh, Andrew Kahn mentioned in one of his videos on YouTube, there are four levels. There's wee wee, pee pee, pecker, and full blown cock. Uh, so we don't know what stage he's in. We don't know if he's the wee wee, the pee pee, the pecker, or the full blown cock, but. So we should send an email to the New Yorker editor-in-chief, David Remnick, and ask him, on a scale of wee-wee to cock... Full-blown cock. Full-blown cock. On a scale of wee-wee to full-blown clock... Cock? <laughs> clock. <laughs> okay. It was a grandfather. <laughs> Wasn't a wristwatch, goddammit. It was a grandfather clock. Thank God we're out of alcohol. I can't drink anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably better for you. On a scale of wee-wee to full-blown cock... What are we talking here? Yeah, what are we working with here? <laughs> Inquiring minds and such. You know, our, our listeners probably want to know. God, I fucking hope not. Because <laughs> I don't really want to fucking know. And, you know, the best part about it, I have an article here on Fox News that reads, Brian Stelter mocked for calling CNN colleague Jeffrey Tubin's masturbation scandal an accident. Who accidentally pulls out their cock? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a pretty incidental thing. That's that that's you do that with intent. <laughs> like no one act. I have never accidentally produced my penis. If I'm pulling out my dick, it is purposeful. I'm either taking a piss or I'm about to do some fucking or cranking it or cranking it. Either <laughs> way, there are three scenarios in which I'm producing penis, and they're all purposeful. CNN's go-to media reporter Brian Stelter has been widely criticized for not offering up the full story about his network colleague Jeffrey Tubin, who was swept up in a Zoom masturbation scandal on Monday. Vice broke the news that the New Yorker magazine had suspended Tubin, also CNN's star legal analyst, over alleged incident that involved nudity during a Zoom call with colleagues at the magazine and members of WNYC Radio. They left out full frontal in that nudity bar. <laughs> Vice later reported that two sources said Tubin was seen masturbating on the call. Stelter, however, offered a peculiar description of the alleged self-pleasuring. <clears throat> Jeffrey Tubin has been sidelined at a pivotal moment in, t in the run-up to the presidential election. Stop laughing at me, you bastard. <laughs> the reason he exposed himself during a Zoom call with New Yorker colleagues and what he says was an accident. Here's our full story, Stelter tweeted with a link to a CNN article about the controversy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not an accident, bro. <laughs> yeah. Neither the CNN article nor Stelter's reliable sources... Nightly Media Newsletter mentioned the fact that Tubin was accused of masturbating on the Zoom call. Critics piled on Stelter, who is widely known as the media's hall monitor for his failed attempt to summarize the CNN controversy. One person wrote, Dude, the only accident was that he got caught. You don't accidentally start jerking off during a video chat. Daily Wire senior editor Emily Zanotti told Stelter. 
<laughs> now, see, I could bo- I could buy the accident if it was like a woman's tits. Like maybe you're on the Zoom call, you're wearing a a, a loose fitting shirt, but you're not wearing a bra. And and, and you and know, like you a bend- Janet Jackson happens. And, no, like you bend over to get something, and it just the camera angle shoots down your shirt, and you, they see your tits. I could understand that being an accident. No one can accidentally fucking wax the carrot, okay? No, no. <laughs> no. Especially without olive oil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that was to unstick the drawer. Extra virgin. Yes. <laughs> this is not satire. Repeat, this is not satire. National Review contributor Predheep Shanker warned his Twitter followers. <laughs> Will no one think of the guy who whipped out his junk during a work call? Writer Andy Zeisler sarcastically exclaimed. He was not sidelined. This didn't happen to him. He made a choice, and that choice led to consequences. This isn't difficult. Ooh, Brian Felder getting fucked on. Imagine a news.org framing the Tubin scandal this way. Or, I'm sorry, uh, imagine a news organization framing the Tubin scandal this way, saying he was sidelined for an accident, not suspended for sexual misconduct. And then ask yourself if you'd believe anything else that that news organization reported. Anything at all. <laughs> you would not and should not. The Federalist political editor, editor John Daniel Davidson similarly expressed. <laughs> he ain't wrong. I appreciate your clarifying our full story, which tacitly acknowledges that CNN is not giving its readers the true story. Namely, the one of its chief legal analysts was masturbating on a live Zoom call with women president, said louder with Crowder, host Stephen Crowder, calling out Stelter's masturbation omission. I love you, Stephen. <laughs> You're good people. Stephen, come on our show. Please. We can't pay you, but we'll give you a shirt. Hearty handshake. And a hearty handshake. Yeah. A laurel and hearty handshake. Yeah. But he's also in Texas, so. We can do a remote broadcast. We can't do a remote handshake. We could do a Zoom call. Uh, You promise not to <laughs> masturbate? Moving on. (laughs) That's what I thought. (laughs) Vice reported on Monday that the Zoom call, which was described as an election simulation, included Tubin's New Yorker colleagues, Jane Meyer, Masha Gessen, Andrew Morantz, Jeleny Cobb, Evan Osnos, Sue Halpern, and Dexter Filkins. They had Dexter. Dexter was there. Yeah, and every one of them saw uh, a penis. Ranging from wee-wee to full-blown cock. Yeah, we, we don't know where the... It, it's, it, it's, it's alleged that it falls in that spectrum somewhere. It could be even off the spectrum. Dude, like smaller or bigger? I mean, one, one or the other. It just could be off the spectrum. We don't know. Oh, well, yeah, I guess. Well, I would assume that like... He could have baby dick. We don't know. Well, I see. I would assume that wee-wee would fall under the uh, micro-penis... Like, and then, you know, PP would be like a little smaller to average. And then Pecker would be, you know, like average to a little bit bigger. And then full blown cock would be like porn star. So like Ron Jeremy. (coughs) Yeah. Okay. Or Jonah Falcon. Yeah. Or John Holmes. 
know who Jonah Falcon is? No. Uh, he's the man. They did a documentary on a man with the largest penis. 13 inches. Is it natural or? No, it's natural. Like he. Why are we even asking these questions? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just pointing out that it's fucking natural. <laughs> According to Jesus, fuck this Christ. whole story. <laughs> fuck this whole story. Tubin already did. <laughs> well, he self fucked this whole story. According to two sources, Tubin was seen masturbating in what was supposed to be a ten minute strategy session. Though the report added that it seemed like Tubin was on a second video call. Well, you can say the man's a real self-starter if you want. <laughs> the sources said that when the groups returned from their breakout rooms, Tubin lowered the camera. The people on the call said they could see Tubin touching his penis. Tubin then left the call. Moments later, he called back in, seemingly unaware of what his colleagues had been able to see, and the simulation continued. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do that with a straight face? How? How do you pretend like you didn't just see your colleague fucking just go into town? Just waxing his carrot. Just fucking flubbing the bishop. Just what did she say? Butter in the biscuit? <laughs> Butter in the biscuit. I, I feel like that's a term for like maybe uh a female masturbation. Uh, maybe scenario. i don't know because so, you know wha- what is it what, what'd you say waxing the carrot no not waxing the carrot the, the one with the biscuit butter in the biscuit yeah butter in the biscuit sounds a lot like flicking the bean to me <laughs> you know this whole damn thing is just <laughs> <laughs> this is probably one of the most light-hearted shows ever just having fun over here. <laughs> the detail about Tubin's alleged masturbation was added to the report after it was initially published, as noted by Vice. This piece has been updated with more detail about the call, and the headline has been updated to reflect that Tubin was masturbating. The piece was updated with his piece, <laughs> is, uh, I guess, what we're getting at. Tubin, one of CNN's biggest stars, offered an apology for his embarrassingly stupid mistake and attempted to explain what led to the incident. Is there a Hallmark card for Sorry You Saw My Cock? <laughs> I've never seen it. Uh, Sorry You Saw Me Just Jacking It. <laughs> <laughs> we need to write in the fucking Hallmark, see if we can get a card made. We should. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry You Saw My Cock. I apologize to my wife, family, friends, and co-workers, Tubin said in a statement to Motherboard. Well, if his wife didn't know about it, then she wasn't on the other Zoom call. <laughs> so maybe, you know, maybe it wasn't another Zoom call. Maybe he opened up Pornhub. It's possible. It's or maybe he was on, you know, one of those webcam sites. Who knows? Creepy man. <laughs> I believed I was not visible on Zoom. I thought no one on the Zoom call could see me. I thought I had muted the Zoom video. Wrong. (laughs) A spokesperson for the New Yorker confirmed to Fox News, Jeffrey Tubin has been suspended while we investigate the matter. CNN also said in a statement, Jeff Tubin has asked for some time off while he deals with a personal issue which we have granted. Uh, compulsive masturbation? <laughs> Is that the issue? Oh my god, this this whole fucking thing. He's pretty much Chucky from fucking uh, Sons of Anarchy. 
You ever watched Sons of Anarchy? No, I haven't. Yeah, in like season uh, four, maybe it was three or four, they they uh, go to prison and they uh, when they're getting out, uh, no, so this guy's getting out that knows how that knows where some money's kept, so they uh, they offered to, the Sons of Anarchy offered to help him, right? And he's a compulsive masturbator. Like they get him in the van and they're talking to him and they're like, "So where's this uh, where's this money at?" And he's telling them, and as he's telling them where the money at, he just jams his hand in his pants, just starts jerking it. Just cranking it? Yeah, just cranking it. So he's basically <laughs> Chucky from Sons of Anarchy. Did he crank it real good? I, I would assume. Oh, my God. Like, at the very least, go in another fucking room. Well, he probably would have took his laptop with him, so... Uh, other room scenario doesn't really work out. Well, I mean, like the woman said in the other article, look it up on your fucking phone, bruh. Yeah, I mean, you got a browser on there, dude. Come on. Like, who under the age of, I'm going to say 70, in this day and age, does not have a fucking smartphone? Yeah, well, dude, I don't even know if you could say 70, because my grandmother's in her 70s, and she has a smartphone. So... <laughs> I mean, you know, there there are exceptions to the rule and everything, but for the most part, under the age of 70, just about everybody that has a cell phone has a fucking smartphone. Well, it's because you have no choice. Even, like, the, the, the choices for seniors, the jitterbug, they've even went to smartphones. Doom jitterbugs. Not that jitterbug. Oh. I want a jitterbug into your heart. <laughs> Chris Griffin. No, no, boom, boom. No, fuck you. <laughs> Chris Griffin. <laughs> Oh my god. This has been this has been a year. Yeah. I didn't I didn't have CNN analyst masturbate on Zoom call on my bingo card. I don't think anybody did. So uh yeah, that's a missed out that's a missed opportunity right there. It is. Uh, this whole fucking thing. Can we can just wake me up when 2020 is over? Are you, the, are you the new wake me up when September ends? Guy? Yes, this, this is the new wake me up when September ends. This is wake me up when 2020 ends. Yeah. Uh, just maybe don't do it with your cock in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the worst way to get woke up, I assume. I get the feeling you would know. No, no one's ever woke me up with their cock in their hand. No, but I get the feeling you've been woken up with your cock in your hand. I wouldn't. No, I don't, I don't think so. I feel like <laughs> I would remember that. <coughs> I've definitely woken up with my cock in someone's hand. Which that's a little rapey, but you know. <laughs> As a guy, we don't really bitch about it so much. <laughs> Oh, God. Canceled. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Thank you, 2020. You've, ma- you've made this year so much more interesting. Yeah, uh, like, you know, fucking pandemics and fucking the economy weren't enough. We needed, you know, masturbating attorneys. <laughs> oh, God. And, I mean, it happened to CNN. <laughs> well, you can't ever accuse them of not having balls anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. 
I'm not going to make any jokes on the air. I'll tell you after the show. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> I'll allow it. I feel like that's a good spot to leave it right there. <laughs> it's the only spot to leave it. Oh, God. Facebook. Go to our Facebook page at Two Beards Talking. Like us, follow us, interact with us, and keep your penis in your pants for the love of God. And you know what? You can still buy our Covidiots Ten Commandments t-shirt, and we might even come out with a new just jacking it t-shirt. We we might just doing it. We might just doing it. <laughs> might just doing it. <laughs> That's a combination of we might and we're doing it. <laughs> no, we, we can use the Nike logo and then put just cranking it under it. <laughs> just crank it. <laughs> just crank it. <laughs> I feel like we get sued by Nike, though. We probably would. <laughs> We'd have to change the Nike swoosh up a little bit. <laughs> we just flip the image. Yeah, we could. Just flip the image and put just cranking it under it. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Fuck you, Nike. You didn't, you didn't fucking copyright the reverse of that image. Uh, now they're going to fucking do it just to stop us from doing that. Well, that's all right because I got other ideas that I'm not going to say on, on air and they can't copyright <laughs> what they don't fucking know about. Oh, man. If you want to become one of our monthly contributors, we do still have that option available. $0.99, cents, $4.99, and $9.99. Yeah, pretty 90, cool. $9.99 will get you a COVID idiots t-shirt. Yeah. Or it might even get you one of the new t-shirts when we come out with them. <laughs> yeah, just cranking it. <laughs> oh, This is going to be a fun t-shirt. It is. We, <laughs> we might even start design after the show. We might. We might. <laughs> Oh, my God. Again, a big shout-out to the troops, to the men and women serving overseas and on the home front. We appreciate everything y'all are doing for us. Keep up the good work. Come home safe. We're all rooting for you here back home. This has been Two Beards Talking right here on Anchor.fm. I'm Daniel Sanders. And I'm Sterling Archer, a.k.a. Mad Lasseter. Code name, Duchess. Dick. And he's just cranking it. <laughs> no, not happening. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>